<laughs> so after technical issue, we're gonna we're gonna say this is the uh, return of lab sessions. And uh, this week we're gonna be talking about, or this episode we're gonna be talking about the ghost of Tsushima, something that we've been planning for for a very long time. But today we have our guest episode. You like to introduce yourself? Yo, what's good? There you go. And uh, we got Dom, of course, in the building. Now, this one will be a little bit different um, as we've never had an actual guest. So it'll be really nice change of pace. Um, on top of that, we have what's it called? Topics to discuss around the game. But nevertheless, there was just obviously there's a there's a huge technical issue that just let us made us restart this whole episode. But um, we're going to keep going. And so I think. What I also what I wanted to bring up today is um, something within that I found. I don't know if you guys found this, uh, but with playing Ghost of Tsushima, since I had such a huge like gaming fatigue within this, like the whole time that I'm playing, I did not want to go ahead and just keep trudging forward. And it wasn't until the very end where you guys just kind of told me how to get to, you know, just just, hey, continue to play it. Just play it, man. Just play it. You guys both brought this up. I know I'm bringing up the story, but you guys both brought this up. There was something within Act 2 at the end that just made this game, or, or mostly the story that, that made this game pro- like propel, you know, into like a re- like probably one of the game of the years and all that. And it wasn't just you episode. It wasn't. I know Dom had also commented on the story. It was uh, my roommate Sean. There's just all other people who had just texted me and just told me, "Yeah, do you got to play it?" So I gotta ask, what for you guys is the moment in the game where you guys just really were enamored? I guess within this, or just really into the game. Uh, oh, l- let me go around the room. Actually, let me let me say. All right, episode, you can definitely go first. All right, so it, it was it literally one line and one line only. Now, mind you, I was playing the game drunk, so a lot of the game, a lot of the moments of the game that like emotionally fucking affected me that 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 factored into it. But the the moment at the very end of of Act Two when he says, um, "I am not your son. I am the ghost." Bruh, I literally put the fucking controller down, stood up, and started clapping at the fucking TV like no exaggeration. Like it was like that. That was the most epic fucking line I think I've ever seen in the game. Like that that's line of the century. Just that just just the whole setup to it and everything. Now I wasn't really even that invested into the story like that, but just the whole build up to it and the way it was delivered was just fucking perfect. Literally perfect. And that and that's like even if it's not game of the year, that's video game moment of the year. Point blank period. Damn. That is solid. That is really nice. I Dom, what do you think? I had a quick question about that. Was that before or after uh, uh, Taka got decapitated? Um, right after, because yeah, that, that that him getting beheaded like set off that whole sequence of events at the end of Act Two. And okay. Then that line, I believe, was like literally one of the last lines before it went directly into Act Three. Yeah, it's been a while since I played the game, so like the chronological order of how things happen is kind of blurry for me. It's mm-hmm. been a minute. So yeah. yeah, that was, that's definitely like, that's when he was talking to, uh, uh, Lord Shimura, right? Yeah. Yeah. To his uncle. Okay. Cause his uncle yeah. That was, was like, okay. Yeah. That was, th- that was the moment when, uh, Jen Sakai accepted the fact that he was the ghost of Tsushima. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's fucking epic because, 
you know, Lord Shimura had this like he had this unrealistic. He was trying to go based on the uh, the seven principles or seven main principles of samurai or something like that. Right. Where it's like an honor code. And it was like the Mongols are invading our the Mongols were invading their land. And it's like he wants to fight them like he wants to do standoffs with every single group of Mongols. With honor and shit. And remember, <laughs> remember, Nick, I was telling you, I was like, this is, I was like, I looked it up. That was one of the, that was one of the uh, few historically inaccurate things that was, that was in the game. Like what, that, they, that samurais would, would uh, break their code? No, not that samurais would break their code. It was that samurais stuck to that code that strictly. Like there's literally a video on YouTube of a guy saying there's no honorable way to kill him you just to kill him you know mm-hmm. like i was just kind of looking at that like man what is wrong with this dude's uncle like this nigga's retarded like, i'm sorry but <laughs> oh so, shit <laughs> anyway 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 um my bad bro i just wanted to get clarification on that now what was the question again like, so the favorite yeah so so i would say like what is one of the moments within the game that you felt just propelled you to continue playing the game whether it was a whether it was a story mission or as a side mission whatever it was that you just went and you're just like wow damn holy fuck when yeah coden khan killed taka damn yeah yeah but did like, you expect that, it did yeah, you expect it to, yeah it was dude when that happened bro when coden khan mm-hmm. like because i love how the game kind of like you you first of all you save Taka. He's like this scared dude, and his his sister. Um, what's her name? What was her name? Yuri? Was it Yuri? Yeah, 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 yeah. And his sister is like this tough, you know, like, and he's the guy. And he's like, come on, man. <laughs> Every episode. Every episode. You always. It's not an episode if you don't have your phone on and you get a fucking call. I swear. Now this man. episode. This episode is about to be lit. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, so um, <laughs> dude, that just threw me off. So, like, Yuri is this like really tough, you know, go getter, and like her brother, he's got skills, but he's not a warrior, right? Mm-hmm. So, in a way, we we kind of, you know, how most of the time, like people in like in society, like we feel, you know, that we need to protect, you know, the women, right? But in this situation, it's a lot different. We feel the need to protect Taka. Because Taka is not a warrior. He's not a punk, but he's not a warrior. You know, he's not trained. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to. F- he doesn't know how to fight. He doesn't know how to wield a sword. He's just kind of there to help. You know, make things for you. Like he's a he's a blacksmith, right? So we feel like the game gets you into this mode of, you know, protecting the innocent and you know having honor and all this other stuff, right? And it slowly pushes you into the, you know, you do whatever you have to do to protect the innocent. And that's how you get to the ghost of Tsushima part of the game. Right. But with Taka, especially when you're on missions with him, at least for me, I felt obligated to make sure that Taka was cool because Mm -hmm. I really liked him as a character. They developed him as a character that people would care about. You know, he just wasn't like a side dude that nobody's like, he gets beheaded and nobody cares. You know, Yuri really cares about her brother. She speaks of him all the time because it's like the only family. It is the only family Mm -hmm. she has left. Mm -hmm. So when he gets killed, that was like a 
that was like a fucking stake through my heart. I was like, I am going to kill this motherfucker, yeah, Cody Khan, yeah, bro. Yeah. I swear, like, God, that was my first reaction too. I was like, I can't wait to murder him. I swear, <laughs> that is that was the moment for me, bro. That was the moment when I was just like, I am going to kill this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I hope they let us, bro. I was hoping that we could kill him in a different way. Like the yeah. beheading was, it was, it was fitting. But I was just like, no, nah, we got a torch. This dude just killed Taka, bro. Mm-hmm. So that was the moment for me that propelled me to keep playing the game. And I'm just like, and then I had two moments, bro. What was dude's name? His friend? Oh, what was his name? He betrayed him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rizzo. Rizzo. Yeah. Dude, that. Oh, my God, bro. That was but- another one where it was like. Really, nigga? Like, but I remember that happened earlier in the game. That wasn't the end of Act Two. I think that was in like Act One. That was like, no, I know, but I'm just saying that was another moment. That was just yeah. another moment yeah. that kind of like made me want to like, I wanted to get back at him. And oh, then with yeah. Colton Khan, there were two moments that made me want to keep playing the game. And I'm just like, yeah, wow. yeah. With him, it was worse because he was just bought off. Oh yeah, dude, and, yeah. and he looked good. And and I was like, he's a good guy. You 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 just saved his whole clan. And I was like, they're good. No, they get you know they they do them dirty, bro. That's amazing writing. That's amazing writing. Um, so one of my one of my I, th- I think my moment that I had in the game that just like I was like, no, nah, I got to keep going was. Um, so the first part, I kind of was just the first act I was OK. And I think it wasn't until <laughs> it wasn't until, you know, the whole game. OK, so first of all, it's a sucker punch game. So sucker punches uh, last couple of games have been infamous and infamous and in infamous. You have the whole I- idea where it's like, if you do good, you're a good guy. If you do bad, you're a bad guy, you know? So you would build up this, like basically this karma system um, throughout the game. So I kind of thought ghost of Tsushima was going to be in that same manner. So <clears throat> I was like, okay, so if you're the samurai, you're just going to be do- doing, you know, standoffs, everything just, you know, face to face. And that's just a personal decision that you make. And so when you, I think you're infiltrating a base and then in one of the missions you kill one of the, you kill one of the guys, like you, you fucking assassinate him. And the mm-hmm. first thing that, uh, Jin remembers is his uh, uncle. He's like, Hey, you know, we don't kill people, you know, like, uh, we don't kill people behind their back. We look them in the eyes, you know? And so I was like, okay, okay, bet. Um, I kind of told myself, okay, cool. So then I kind of just don't want to become that guy that's like assassinating people. I'm going to just keep going around doing, you know, having to kill people like that. But it wasn't until like, I think when we got to, I think it was right before act two ends, like a couple of missions prior where you get the ghost mode. And then that moment, oh my God, that, was that moment was oh, awesome, man. Oh, I totally forgot about, forgot that. about that. Dude, when oh. he, when, when he just, when he just like drops down and he, he just fucking slices the leader's head. And, and cause oh at first, my God. yeah, cause, oh. cause at first I was like, was I supposed to do that? Like, or, or could I have not done it? And I was about to Google, like, uh, what happens if you don't, you know, but, um, but I sliced the dude's head off and then, you know. I think he gets a flashback or just, or I think they just, he just remembers that he's not supposed to do this, but he just embraces becoming that person. And he just like, oh. everyone's scared. They're, 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 um, fleeting and you're just chopping dudes like left and right. Dude, that told them to run. Yeah, dude. Oh I, man. 
that was amazing, man. I think that's definitely one of my. And then after that, I was like, dude, I gotta keep playing. I gotta I just keep got playing. Goosebumps, bro. That was the most gangster shit I ever seen in a video game. Oh God, yeah, I meant to mention that too. I completely forgot about that. Shit. Wow, <laughs> that was such a fun <laughs> moment, dude. And then and then after that, obviously, the ghost mode becomes really cool to use. Because you kind of have to build up on it, and then you get to scare like whoever it is. You know, it's just, it's it's awesome. It really is. But they don't even want to fight you when you're in ghost mode. Yeah, yeah, for real. It's kind of it kind of it's cool, but it kind of sucks that like if you get hit, it's over because stupid ass archers will fucking like hit you. You know, yeah, show. Otherwise, it's god <laughs> mode. So yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Or else it's god. Yeah, exactly. You know, I guess that kind of. Um, I guess that kind of brings up speaking about the archers. What was the character? What was the um, enemy archetype that you guys found to be the, the just the worst? That are just the most frustrating for sure. The archers, yeah. The archers, yeah. They're just so annoying. Even though you could definitely roll away from them, um, you would be fighting someone and then just boom on your back and. And there was quite a couple. I'm just like, where the fuck is dude at? <laughs> I can't right. even see where the fuck the arrow was coming from. Like, right. This shit was irritating. I think the archers were definitely my diff- my most difficult challenge, especially when you got to act three and they had the poison after they learned how to make the poison. Mm-hmm. And you had to like you had to have resolve to cure yourself. And I was just like, oh, bro, because if you didn't, it would just like slowly you would bleed. Yeah, it would be bleed, uh, bleed damage. And then and I was just like, those bro. ones that that quick fire three arrows. Back Dude, back yeah. Back I, back yeah. Back. yeah. Like word. I fucking yeah. hated that, man. <laughs> I forgot about those guys. Yeah, they were annoying, dude, because and the worst part is like um, I think when you get really close to them, they kind of halt before they shoot you. They're just like waiting to, for you to hit them. But when you're, you know, pulling up to them, if you're not pulling up to them, rolling side to side, they're just fucking hitting you left and right, dude. And it's fu- and especially if there's multiple of them, like there's three of them bro, they just gang up on you, man. Facts. Now. Because <laughs> for well, Dom, what about you? Did you uh, did you think that was a. One of your worst or what archer? Yeah, just yeah, man. Or what about the spears? Annoying. Nah, bro, because I uh I got the by doing the side missions, mm-hmm. I got the ability to parry. You said oh, the spears? Yeah. yeah, the spears. Yeah, I got the ability to parry those. So that wasn't too bad. I mean, I got killed by a couple of them when I got surrounded. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that wasn't so bad because I uh I had gotten the ability to parry. It was the blue I I got the ability to parry with the blue spark because you know if it was like a red or as a glint or something if it was a red glint you had to dodge you can't parry that and mm-hmm. if it was a uh you can't parry or block it actually and then if it was a uh blue glint then you could parry it but you had to you know yeah you had to parry it you couldn't block it yeah you know um i definitely will say that my the ones that i would really want to take out as soon as possible are probably the brutes just because, yeah, they're not mm, that yeah. strong, or yeah, they're really strong. But the problem is that, um, especially the ones that are basically trudging around with a fucking shotgun, you know, they just like shoot you. Uh, yeah, you can dodge them and just attack their back the entire time. But it's more so when you get swarmed by other people. And I think the worst combination of things that you have to worry about is probably because they're the only ones that kind of mess with you. Like they're on your tier, they're on the same boat as you. Is probably the the straw hats they're oh yeah they were kind of hard to beat yeah they're annoying especially in the scene where they kill taka and then then you um uh you have to like get out of the place and then you know um 
what is it his body or actually his body is right there and then you escape mm -hmm. and you know you have to fight like hella of them and then yeah, i think that I, was yeah that was definitely the, the brutes were easy once you got the moon stance though you see yeah. i got yeah i got the moon stance i never upgraded more than just one thing because like i said i was only going for the story mode and then i was just like uh but I want to go back and actually upgrade the full all my stances because it it does feel some sense of like uh, skill when you're swapping back and forth from stances and then going, you know, like taking out this one dude and then taking out another. It's it's really nice. Yeah, that's what I was doing most of the game once I got all four. But the uh, the Ronin, they uh, I like how the game made them a little bit. You had to play them a little bit more. Not tactfully but you had to be a little more patient if you were going to yeah. beat one of the ronin because it gave this sense of these are these are still trained swordsmen who haven't been officially trained as samurai mm. so they're more skilled than your average mongol so you have to be a little more careful in how you engage them in battle because it's like if you you know they have certain they have unblockable attacks and they're faster so yeah that, I, I kind of like how they uh, made them a little bit harder to beat than the, just the average uh, swordsman Mongol. Yeah, Mongol swordsman. What did you What did you think about the the Straw Hats uh, or the Ronins uh, episode? Yeah, same. They they were definitely frustrating as fuck because they dodged like everything. Yeah, and a lot of the times, even if you hit them with a perfect pair, you still weren't able to strike afterwards. So yeah, they definitely were irritating. Mm. Now, because they're very similar. Because I think um, there wasn't that many boss fights within this game, and I think the Straw Hats were almost very similar to to any of like the uh, the actual uh, boss fights that you see. Besides, I think from the Mongols that you faced, it's a major like you fight Ryuzo, you fight you know obviously. You know, well, it, it depends because if you count the Mythic Tales, there's those six extra samurais that you have to fight. Those are all like their own mini boss fights. So if you count those in, yeah, there's a decent amount actually. Oh man, you see. And that's that's the thing that 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 we had talked earlier. But like you said, there's there's just an over amount of side missions within this game. And, you know, um, I think that's one of the things that just turned me off in most games where there's just so much to do. And I'm pretty sure even grinding the game to get the platinum was probably kind of a, an annoyance to do all that. Uh, it wasn't too bad. I mean, the game's definitely long, but the Platinum is more so just 100% the game. It's oh. one of those. Like, there wasn't any uh, trophies to it that were, like, super extra, so it wasn't too bad. Um, what was it? It was... Um, now, I wanted to hit on the side missions, exactly. So, you guys beat the side missions, and I didn't get to play them, so... It doesn't matter that this is obviously like a Ghost of Tsushima thoughts and you guys can go in, give your spoilers. Um, but I kind of wanted to say, what do you guys think? I, I, I'd i go with episode first and then I'll, I'll ask you, Dom. Um, but I guess either if you guys want to... Because when we're talking about the side missions, we are talking about the the four, I think if it's if I'm correct, the four uh, people, right? It's Yuriko, uh, Yuri... And then the the guy that's yeah, like Ishikawa. Ishikawa. Well, the, the, there was three that, uh, there was three that it mainly focused on because in total there's 61 side missions, but there's uh, there's three characters that they have side quests that take up nine missions each. So six, 27 of those 61 are uh, spent on those three characters alone. 
So those were the most fleshed out ones because their quest took nine missions. Okay. Okay. So then, so if we have to say, and I'm, and I'm guessing you also wanted to talk about, did you want to talk about those three or did you want to move on to kind of like the over, cause, cause you can talk about the overarching, all of the side missions, um, whichever ones you found to be the best or, cause I know you wanted to discuss on it. So I kind of would say just to start off from those three, which one would you say was probably the better one, um, as far as story goes and, um, I, I, since I didn't beat it, did you get anything from it? Like, did you, uh, did you get something like, I don't know, either getting, I think like Yuriki, you probably got, uh, what it was it, um, like a better poison or something like that. But yeah, that's what yeah, you got. I, basically I, I remember all, all three of them gave you some kind of, uh, upgrade. I think all, all three were a piece of gear. If I remember correctly, I'm not, I don't remember exactly what gear they gave you, but yeah, completing their, their quest. Um, what's the word? Quest, uh, oh, why am I lost on the word? <laughs> the, yeah, the collection of their quest, whatever. Oh. Be- be- beating their whole collection uh, gave you a piece of uh, of gear. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those were by far the most quality um, side quests of, out of all of them because they were the most fleshed out. And obviously they take up roughly 50% of all the side quests. But what I really liked was they, they obviously all had their own long story to them that were on the level of the main game. And I liked how all three of them were kind of different sides of the coin because with Norio, you end up having him, he, he was the peaceful monk, but he ends up completely losing his shit, slaughtering a bunch of motherfuckers. Like he completely does a 180. So yeah. he has like the chaotic ending. Mas- Masako, she's kind of in the middle of the three because her sister betrays her by the end of her uh, quest. She makes her sister commit seppuku and kill herself. And then Ishikawa, he has his former student who betrays him. So he sets out to kill her. But then she ends up getting on a boat, escaping, leaving him a letter that she wants to make peace. So even though he wanted to kill her, he doesn't get to. She wants to make peace. So with him, you kind of have the peaceful ending. Masako has the kind of in the middle and then Norio has a completely chaotic ending. So I like how they branched off and each three were completely different sides of the coin. And obviously that was completely intentional. So that was super dope. And again, going back to what Dom said, just amazing writing all the way around, even focusing on the side quest. <clears throat> Damn. Well, great take. Dude, yeah. I will say I will say something. That actually, what you said about Norio, because that was, or uh, yeah, was one of the guys that I did not care about. I was like, ah, I don't think his his is gonna be even that interesting. I thought Ishikawa was kind of probably gonna be the cool one because of um the fact that it's his student and he has to go out and kill them. But dude, what the heck? I oh man. Okay, okay. Yeah. I and the, whole, and the whole time Norio's Norio's quest probably ended up being my favorite, both in content and the actual gameplay. Like his were probably the most fun to play too. Damn. Okay, okay. I definitely want to save Norio because I want to talk about that. But uh, Dom, what did you? What would you say uh, was either your favorite or you know, give me give me your thoughts on the side missions that you thought? Because I, I know you um, did have a lot to talk about it too. Real quick before I get into that, I want to like acknowledge how good of a take that was because the three endings to each of those uh, side missions, like they kind of sort of reflect Jin Sakai's journey through the game as a whole. He starts off honorable. I think you said that was the, uh, 
he starts off honorable and then, you know, doing everything the right way. That could kind of be tied to the, like the peaceful ending of uh, uh, Tomore and then for, with uh, Ishikawa. And then as he progresses, he slowly starts becoming the ghost of Tsushima. That's like the middle ground with Lady Masako. And then by the end, he's just a ghost and he's completely abandoned every he's completely abandoned his roots. And that's like the Norio. So like that's a really good take. Yeah, which speaking on that, Norio even said like when he started going mad that the ghost was his inspiration. He right. Go, the ghost inspired me to do all this. So yeah, literally. It's yeah, those stories, that's crazy, dude. I'm you just made me think that those stories are like a reflection of Jin Sakai's journey from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. That's it's just that's game of the year material, bro. So but anyway, my my favorite uh my favorite side mission actually didn't have much to do with a lot of fighting. I like the the uh the person the more personal one where he returns home and he's spending time with Yuriko and <clears throat> excuse me. And Yuriko is like you know, she's happy to see that Jin Sakai is still alive. So, you know, she she was his caregiver, especially after his father had passed away. Um, she she was but she's basically been there for Jin since he was a child, you know, being trained by Lord uh, Shimura to be a samurai in the future. And what I really liked about it was the way they wrote it. Jin Sakai in Yuriko's eyes was Lord uh, Kazumasa, which was Jen's father. So she, you know, she was old. And I, I think what we saw was dementia. So she kept referring to Jen Sakai as uh, Kazumasa, right? And, we, you know, from playing the story, we know that Jen feels like he has this regret that he didn't help his father when he was killed in battle. I don't know if you guys remember that flashback, mm -hmm. but his dad got killed in battle. And then he didn't want to take up that armor for a very long time because he felt that guilt of, you know, being afraid and weak, you know. So she keeps calling him, you know, Lord Kazumasa, right? And excuse me, she's helping him through, you know, uh, she, or she helped him get the poison. And at first she's like, you know, she's like, why do you want to put you're a samurai? That's not honorable. You know, what would your uncle think of this? Right. And he's like, look, I'm trying to save Tsushima. Right. Like, I don't care what my uncle thinks. Just show me how to make the poison. So she gets him the poison. He poisons people and they're, they're going through, you know, and it's like the whole time you're going through this side mission or this this tale, you know, Yuriko is going to die. And they give it they they build that tension of you know what's gonna they they give you subtle details about what she's doing, like her age, how she's moving around, you know, uh her referring to him as Lord Kazumasa. They're giving you the idea, okay, she's old, she's coming, she's coming to her last days, right? You know she's gonna die, but you don't know when. And I like the tension that built up. So then when she finally when they finally sit on that, I think it was like a, uh, it was like a cliff, right? And on the way there, she was like, do you remember 
She was like, do you remember uh, riding through here with me? She's thinking she's talking to Lord Kazumasa, but it's Jin, you know. And then, you know, at, at first, Jin was really correcting her a lot and saying, it's, you know, it's me, Jin Sakai. It's not, I'm not Kazumasa. But then after a while, he stops correcting her. And as they're riding through the uh, forest, she's like, do you remember us riding our horses on this path, Kazumasa? And Jin is just like, yeah, I remember, right? He's like taking on the, you know, the kind of essence of his dad. Like, so they finally get to the point where she wants to go, where she remembers spending her last time, I think it was, with Kazumasa. And she's talking to him. And she's like, do you remember all this? And Jen is just kind of like, yeah, he's not correcting her anymore. And then you look over and she's gone. That was the best to me. That was like the best side mission. That was the best side mission I played. Damn, dude, Loki, that you saying that just made me want to play that mission. Like uh, I didn't I didn't get to play it because I just wanted to keep moving forward. But damn, dude, that's the part good. that got. That's the part I told you got me in my feels. Yeah. Like, I was like, episode, do you remember that side mission? Yeah, it kind of got lost in like the rest of them. Um, but now that you bring it back up, yeah, that was definitely one of the more sad ones. That one was sad as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it really and was. it's not like, and like I was the whole time I was just kind of hoping like, man, I really hope one of these Mongols don't kill her or something. But even though they didn't kill her, like they didn't get to her or anything like that. And she died of natural causes, but it was still. That was one of the saddest deaths in the entire game. Yeah, yeah man. Real. That was tough, man. That was definitely tough to just the, hearing that right now. I was really invested and I was like, holy shit. Like, I kind of want to go back to see it like full play and see, man, see that, that connection. Mission. Play that, that mission. Actually, that actually reminds me, Dom. I had a question for you because uh, on the on a couple episodes ago on, on Auto Hit Confirm, you had said because originally I was the one who asked that question what's the most emotional storyline story in a game that you've ever seen oh that was you yeah 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 and you were like I wish this question came after I played Ghost of Tsushima because there was like yeah. moments that made me tear so there was two for me so I'm, I'm trying to hear before I, I state my what were the three for you I, I'm assuming that was one of them moments in this game or just moments in game it, yeah in this game because you said there was three from this game Fuck, dude. Okay, so it was that one. Uh, oh, Taka. Like, I, I think it was Taka. Fuck, dude. I wish I could remember the third one. I'm I guessing think Taka. Maybe the horse? Nah. No. Damn, no one cares about the horse, bro. Everybody complained about the horse dying. That's tough, bro. Yeah, that's like a, that's like a, that's been a running sort of a running gags for the past two episodes. Like I was like the horse that was sad, but not as sad as those other moments. What did I say? Three moments. I, I have to, I'll have to go back and look and then I'll probably remember, but definitely the, the most prominent one was the Yuriko. I think Taka may have been second and I can't remember the third one right now. Mm. Now. Yeah, for oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So for me, and like I said, I played a lot of this game tipsy, so, <laughs> so shit had hit harder. But yeah, for me, the first one was definitely the horse. That fucked me up because it was a rerun of fucking Red Dead when my horse. Uh, uh, difference being like in Red Dead 2, they don't make it an actual cutscene and everything. It just more so sucks because you have to build up your stats on the horse. And then if you if it dies, 
you have to start from from ground zero yeah. and rebuild it back up. So it's less of an emotional thing, more of a fuck. I really don't want to grind it out. So yeah. it was like replays of that, but like with that, they just made it this whole scene, and I'm like, bro, really? Plus, like I I got a soft spot for animals, so that fucked me up. And then for me personally, the ending fucked me up because I chose to kill him, and I don't know if I don't know if y'all chose to spare him or to kill him. But out of the two, the killing him is the way more emotional scene, obviously. Like, he breaks down crying and all that. So, so that one, yeah, fucked me up, too. And only reason I had chose to kill him was cause it, just because the fact he could not let the code go for his family. So I was like, I bet, fuck you. I'm, 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 I'm on the same shit. You feel me? So that's why I chose to kill him. Um, that might have been my third. That might have been my third one. That might have been my third you, one. Oh, I just you killed can't. him, too? No, I did not kill him. But oh, it was just like walking away from Lord Shimoda. I was just like, bro, you basically damn near endangered this whole island. Like, talk about some honor, man. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, people are dying. This is a war. You know, I really hated that. And that's another one. Like, it just comes down to great fucking writing because the, obviously there's multiple, multiple choice games and blah, blah, blah. But. That was like one of the only times it was almost impossible for me to choose. Like literally I was sitting there for like a good 60 seconds. Like, fuck, what do I choose? And then I ultimately chose to kill him because, yeah, for that reasoning. But that was like damn near impossible to choose. I'm like, that's just great fucking writing. Like, yeah. Point blank. Because it's like, do you want to regain your honor by killing him? You know, and but see, the reason I didn't kill him was because the Shogun they wanted they wanted Lord Shimura to kill you, right? So it's like you can regain your honor by killing him, but what's the point at this point? Well, either you know? way, he was banished. Because either way, he's never going back, whether he kills him or spares him. So true. That's it's more true. so of a personal choice at that point. Yeah. Speaking about Thanks. the ending, I I, I was going to say uh, I know my my roommate Sean had brought this up to me, but because I told him I spared him. And almost all of you guys were kind of, or actually, Dom, you spared him, right? I did. You did, yeah. And then episode, I built an attachment to Lord Shimura, so yeah. I didn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Got the old head mentality, bro. That's what was going on, bro. Can't <laughs> ah, switch up, up, bro. <laughs> ah, shut no, up, no, no, no. But um, but episode, you you had killed him. Sean had killed him because <laughs> Sean killed him. He's like, he's like, nah, man. <laughs> Like I, got, I, I, they gave me the decision. I was like, this motherfucker made me. Basically, is the reason why my horse is dead. I'm gonna say, you know, see you later. Um, but look, man. But the same thing. Um, I will say is that he told me he's like, oh yeah, did you spare him? And I was like, yeah, I spared him. And he's like, oh okay, that makes sense because this whole game, you basically go, you know, you're the ghost, so you're just define, you're just defying what a samurai is or what the code it really what the code is you've been going this entire game going against the code so that killing of him or or the the sparing of him is you going against the code again just basically ending the game the way it's it should be like the canon i guess because killing him you've killing him or uh sparing him you've done exactly what you've been doing this entire game and it's just going against what you know the history or like the code of um shimura has had for like many many years or just the samurai code you know whatever that is so mm-hmm. i kind of was like oh snap I, I i didn't see that but i don't know if you guys saw that or, or I, I did after a while i was like okay yeah that makes sense but did you guys see that which yeah th- that actually reminds me like if if they do decide to make that the canon ending 
it makes me wonder how, if a sequel comes into play, how they pull that off. Do they make it to where that's the canon ending and it doesn't matter if you kill them in the first one? Or do they pull a Mass Effect where it reads your save file and sees what choice you made and if you kill them, he's dead in the second one. If you spared him, he's alive and that's what, like, you know, because they, they could do that. Obviously, it's been done before Mass Effect did it. Um, but if they make that the canon ending where he's still alive in the second one, no matter what, it makes your choice literally pointless. Yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering how they're going to do that. I, I I don't feel that they'll go ahead and make a sequel. I think Sucker Punch, Sucker Punch is, is I, I would almost want them to move on. I love Ghost of Tsushima and I love the fact that they just pulled the one fucking 80 and said, fuck it, here's the legend content that we're going to bring in and we're going to have multiplayer just said fuck you to everybody you know like and it's going to be free and i kind of hope they don't make another one because um i don't know what uh, i mean they probably could spread out to the entire like i don't know if there's any uh, i think there's other things that happen in japan but i mean i don't know you don't I, want it to I get do like want a sequel i just don't want it milked like assassin's creed i yeah. want like two three max but yeah, definitely not like a, a series series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can't see myself playing, um, especially for this way the story is, the way it develops. I can't see myself being as much invested because this really was a story of him defying the code itself. So him and obviously whatever decision you make, you know, goes into that. But having another one what is the technical like story that you kind of would go off of if like all that he learned was defying the code he became a much better you know he saved the fucking island but at what cost you know what i'm saying fucking than you know type shit uh thanos type shit but um you know i'm saying like uh i think that if they were to go ahead and go into that route of oh let's make another game i think they'd really want to probably position position Jin on either the aftermath and the outbreak because i know there's more invasions but i don't know if Jin would necessarily be the number one anymore because i mean if he really just sticks to that island like what else can you can we really bring up i think at that point we'd be just creating like a false story unless there's more history into it because I, I have not read into this history i don't know dom if you read into it yeah see that's what makes this game very unique is the fact that it's based around what probably could have happened if the Mongols had actually reached Japan. Oh, yeah, true. So it's already like, from the research I've done, I could be wrong. Somebody is, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But from what I've read and researched, the Mongols tried mm -hmm. mul on multiple occasions to invade the Japanese, but they just never, their fleets never made it to the, you know, the uh, shores of the island because of the bad weather. Yeah. You know, the storms would take out their fleets. They they you know, said so. they said that the Mongols uh, used to say that it was like uh, uh, they thought Japan was cursed. There was just bad luck going over there because or maybe that was just unwinnable territory just because of the fact that, yeah, they couldn't Perhaps. even get over there to begin with, you know. But yeah, well, well what do you think, uh, um, Dom? Actually, now, since we're kind of in that topic of the ending, um do you think you could see something progressing after this, like another story, like another really. uh, sequel? Not really, because well, as episode said, maybe another one. But you said at the most three. I, I don't see how they could push it to three. I think it would be kind of difficult to get a sequel. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, at because, that point, they would obviously have to stretch reality, and it would be complete fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and that, what made the game what made the game so good in the first one is they kind of stretched reality, and it's sort of fantasy, but it's believable. Mm-hmm. So the believability of the next two games, like it would be kind of hard to, you know, because it's like let's say you liberate the entire island of Tsushima, right? There are no Mongols on the island anymore, so what are you going to do for a second game? Oh yeah, Ah, true. That could work, but then how would that? But then that would that then you would have to see like you have to think that that would be a very short game because there's a lot more samurai than there are people who are behind the ghost because yeah, the ghost has like allies, but he doesn't have as many allies as the Shogun has samurai warriors. So that would still be a short game. So it's like, well, I think, uh, I think what could work with that story based with that storyline is um, having him go through the entire, um, you know, progressing from that Island to going to the actual place to the Shogun um, reaching his place and having, you know, going through fights, going through, you know, trying to, you know, basically snipe him out before he gets there. And I think when he finally gets there, I think that could add some. Um, oh, like a fight, like a uphill battle. Type yeah, like an uphill battle. Line. And then and then whether or not the the creators were to go to kind of just um, whether he fa- whether he fails or succeeds, you know, I think I think would be probably a good a good motion to go by. But obviously that would probably take months and months of development within the storyboard to even kind of yeah have a concept that would take but, a couple of years yeah yeah i mean that's kind of one of those things that i kind of would want it's you know because don't get I, me wrong i'd like to see a sequel but yeah. i just don't see how they would do it you know yeah i i don't know it's just i kind of like how it's just this i hope it's this one shot and i know sucker punch like really put in a lot of fucking effort dude this game dude from the from the get-go that one scene when they're barely coming up and just putting up the title ghost when you have your fir- when you have your horse and you're riding through in the fucking Oh, through the flower field. That yeah, was the most man. cinematic shit ever. That was so dope. Dude, that was amazing. Wait, which part? Wait, it, which part? It's the very beginning in the of the game where oh, um, the actual title, title comes up and then the whole uh fucking leaves are blowing and shit. That's yeah, beautiful, the man. title card. Yeah, that was yeah. dope. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. And then um I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if you guys thought about this, but did you guys think uh, maybe that's just you know me thinking too far? But did you think Jin Sakai was gonna get with Yuri at the end? Or maybe no, sometime? I did. I definitely did. I thought, dude, I thought they were gonna like, get. Yeah, when they were drinking, I thought they were gonna get with each other at that point. Oh, not then. I thought you were talking oh. about the very end. Where oh, well, like, just in general, just in general. I, I, I. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially because yeah. anytime you go in the hot springs multiple times, he talks about like how he misses a woman's touch and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, the way he acted with her. I definitely thought that, too. And then, yeah, then she was talking about going someplace quiet. Like, Oh, yeah. She's like, come shit. with me. Just just, you know, we can run away. And I was like, damn, dude, this is going to happen. And then it's just like, no, nah, I have to protect him like that. But yeah, but, but um, I don't know. I think. uh I think overall the story was really good. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with this whole Legends uh, DLC because I know it's supposed to be you fighting like it's kind of like the Mythic Tales, I guess, from what it sounds like. But it's uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have like a what is it? You're gonna have like friends to to come in, and I think you might even have different types of uh, weapon. Uh, no, no, no. I think that's just what they were showcasing, like the archers, the, all that. Yeah, dude, I thought I was the only one who thought of us like. 
backtrack a little. I thought I was the only one who thought about that. It's like, what about the Yurdy? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Damn, to to think that they were going to get more, with each other. Yeah, he's like, he's like, nah, I'm more noble to my call of duty than the call of booty. I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but um, but I kind of I, I I felt great about this game. I think uh, overall, I'd probably would want to see another continuation. But did you now, Dom? I know you had some questions. Now I'm, I'm just curious if you had any, and as well as for you episode, if you had any things on on the story that you wanted to talk about. You know, I, I guess I'll just let Dom go first, and then you can go episode. But nah, I'll let episode go because oh. you guys asked a lot of good questions that I think I might have asked. Oh, so okay. I have to think of some more questions. But what what about you, episode? Do you do you have anything else that you you kind of want to talk about of the game? I know we kind of went all over the place, and sadly, because of the fucking thing, got chopped off in the beginning. Which, but I think we're doing pretty good regardless. Yeah. No. Um. I'm backtracking a little here. Yeah. But we we were just talking about the horse. That reminds me, because you were asking earlier what hits so hard about the end of the of Act 2. Now that I think about it, I think that's exactly why the line that I mentioned hits so hard, because literally in chronological order within like a 30-minute span, you had uh, the beheading of, um, what's his name? Why am I blanking on his name? Taka. Taka, Taka, yeah. <laughs> you had the beheading of Taka right after your horse dies. And then right after that is the I am not your son, I am the ghost. And that was all within like a 25-minute span. Oh, yeah. So I think I think it was literally like that whole order of it that made that whole part just hit so hard. Like, honestly, the ending of Act 2 was better than the ending to me. Not that the ending wasn't phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, now that I think about it, it was just that whole chronological sequence that was just fucking amazing. Like, it's definitely facts. The The... I was going to say, because when I was playing the game, obviously, there wasn't that many missions uh, to go by. Obviously, there's like multiple missions within a mission. Like if if it says, um, what is it? Like tell, leave like the letter for Lord Shimura, right? Um, Shimura. And you have to do a couple of things prior to before you can actually leave the letter and stuff like that. But I I felt... um, the overall progression towards the game pretty good, pretty solid. Um, since I didn't beat the mi- the side missions, I probably can't say too much, but um, it all felt really flow, like really nice. It, nothing was really rushed. the The writing wasn't like um, just there wasn't. Oh yeah, you you were gonna talk about some inconsistencies. Uh, yeah, episode. I don't know if you remember. Oh, in the side missions. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so this be interesting. That was the the one thing I I just feel like there was damn near too much side content because mm-hmm. if you break it down there's literally like thirty percent main content seventy percent side content like there was there was a point I remember between sessions I played like a six hour session and then probably like another four or five hour session the next day and in combined time I had played. After starting Act Two, I had played side missions for nine hours straight before getting back. Facts, and I was just like, "Bro, like it's just it's not balanced at all." Which is for the most part fine because, like I said, like seventy five percent of the side content was just straight quality, so I enjoyed playing it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still a balancing issue because when you play a long ass game like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and it's you know ninety seven hours, it was still fifty fifty. It was still divided evenly. It should not be to where the side content take up, takes up the bulk of the game. Because like I was telling you, 
if you completely skip side content, you can probably beat the game in like 10 to 15 hours. But by playing the side content and doing everything, it took me 54. Mm -hmm. So it literally adds that much to the game, which depending on on the player is is either a positive or a negative. Some people don't really touch side content. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I only I probably only played like 30 because I didn't do I don't think I did all the hot springs and I definitely didn't do those fox dens. Those are the yeah, only see, things I, that see, I did all the question marks. <laughs> yeah, I did everything. Yeah, that that definitely kept me from finishing the game because when it comes to like gaming, I'll finish the missions, like the things that are actually that actually have some substance to them. But like when it comes to like fox dens and like chasing foxes around to find uh uh what were they called where you get your uh the Anari shrines. Yeah. Yeah, the shrines. Like I'm good on that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I don't do it while those, I'm playing the game. Those did, at the very least, give you upgrades. So they, they gave you something out of it. But Yeah, but it seemed like it was such a small, like, they gave you uh, the charms. And yeah, and then finally, once you get to the final upgrades, it, it starts upgrading this uh, this main charm that it gives you, which upgrades your defense and attack. So if oh. you keep upgrading it, it gives you a major increase to both your health and attack. So it ends up being worth it, but it's a long-ass grind. Yeah, like like jumping through mountains and stuff. I was, oh God. I was just like, yeah. That's why one of the side missions I didn't like was the, it was the flame. It was like a flame, the flame blade or something. I can't remember what it was called, but mm-hmm. like that side mission didn't involve fighting any enemies except for dogs on a mountain. So like, oh, that was one of the mythic tales, which that's what yeah, the mythic tales. On. That's what I was speaking on earlier. The farmstead missions and most of the mythical tales were just fucking tedious, especially the farmstead missions. I hated those. Mm-hmm. Those farmstead missions were extremely repetitive. It's like, do you have to have this many of the same thing? Like, yeah, some of them didn't have hostages, but it's like, oh, also yeah, that, they, it's, they were so copy paste it wasn't even funny. Most mm-hmm. of the yeah. actual environments were literally the exact same. That was my my biggest problem with them. Yeah, it's like you're going to the like it's like muddy, you got a you got a wood fence, you got a barn. barn, you got a bunch of people, you got Mongols and they're in some of these places they make it harder for you because they got you know, you gotta watch out for Mongols that are gonna kill the hostages. It's like bruh. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it, was, this, it was no way to fucking track them. Whatsoever. Oh yeah. 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 Like, like I said earlier, like that there was three different instances at, at three different of the uh, the territories where I was literally aimlessly wandering around for like 15, 20 minutes looking for the last dude and he's just hiding in a hut. And I finally find him like 20 minutes later, like, bruh, you couldn't get yeah. no marker. Like, It would have been nice, like you said earlier, to be able to call him out. Yeah. Uh, th- oh, God. And they had that at every other instance except those. It's like, really? There was a there was something that I I remember playing, and I think one of the things that definitely turned me off from this game, um, that I just, I think it's the very beginning when you're not as fully, you're not as fully equipped to do a lot of things, and obviously, if you're not good at pairing, if you're not good at just basic combat, then it it kind of can get a little frustrating. But for me, obviously, I've played um, lots of different types of games, but I just 
I think at the very beginning when I was first playing, I just was getting so frustrated with this game just because mm. I kept dying a lot. And that, oh, I, that brings up a question I have. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I just kept dying a lot due to the fact that I, I at first I was like, am I not skilled? And then I'm just like, dude. Uh, but at the same time, my life was like barely an inch. And I was like, dude, this is this is ridiculous. Like and I only had like one resolve. And I remember what was so annoying to me was prior to getting the actual uh, uh, I can't remember what it was. I think it was one of the upgrades and it's like, oh yeah, you can revive yourself if you have two resolves. So the entire time that I would die, like, and I would die consistently in the very beginning, all I would see is just me laying on the ground for like 30 seconds waiting for someone to kill me. And I'm just like, bro, hurry the fuck up. I need to... I'm so pissed. That was one of the things that was very irritating about the game. Yeah. (laughs) That's literally what I was talking about uh, earlier when I got cut off. And then I realized I was talking to myself when we disconnected. (laughs) But but that was one of my other like obviously very minor gripes about the game. And it became less of a problem as you get more advanced. Yeah. Dying as much. But yeah, that was terrible. They have the slowest death animations. It's like, bro, why do I have to wait to die? After I already died, like they'll kill you and they'll like slowly walk over to you and behead you with the two swords. Yeah. And then you got to wait for the whole respawn screen. It's like, bro, I died. Just do it already. At least the loading screens were extremely fast. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Lightning fast. But yeah, that was terrible. I'm like, why can't you skip this? Yeah. I I really. that too. Dude, I really expected it to have like. And that's what I thought in the beginning. I was like, man, people are not. I don't hear anybody complaining about this. But then I remember when I when I would die, I'd just be pressing like square thinking there would just be like suicide, you know, or something like that. But I was like, I don't think that's like, you know, I, I don't think that's also the code of the samurai to like, kill, like, you know, kill himself. I think he wanted to, you know, take the warrior's death. It would that. be uh, it, unless unless they did something dishonorable yeah that would be the only way they would do the only way they would be able to regain their honor is through a harakiri oh so which if you've ever played mortal Kombat, deceptions you know exactly what it is yeah yeah yeah. now i don't know i as as far as like other gripes within the game that i found or just i i think the combat after you progress i i I think it became fine but i've also noticed this a while back ago is that you know I, i love traveling around I love just going to places and all that with my horse and all that. But man, when I knew that I could fast travel immediately to some place, man, I was fast traveling like fast traveling like everywhere. And I think as a developer or or just as a person who's creating a game, the game designer, they don't necessarily want you to fast travel a lot. But this game just had it. It's not that it was so big that I was like, bro, I, I don't want to go over there. But it, maybe it's for the fact that I wasn't in the mood to explore, but I just fast traveled everywhere. Like dude, anything over 500 meters. I was fast traveling to the nearest location to the destination. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's open world games in general. Cause it's like, I already spent 54 hours on it, but imagine if I didn't fast travel, it probably would have been 70. True. (laughs) For real. Just on traveling. Now, now here's the thing I will say. Um, you you said that it was kind of good for for some people to have a shorter game or whatnot. But I remember when I first checked up the game, and I remember you were telling me you're like, "Yeah, bro, just just grind it out. It's only six hours." And I'm like, "Bet sounds good. That's that's something that I that I could definitely go for." Um, I remember searching the game up on how long to beat, which is a, like my favorite place to go if I want to go see a, um, you know, how long the game is and whatnot. Yeah, I use that a lot too. Yeah, and. Uh, 
it, it said it's like main mission is like 13 hours. And then it's like, oh yeah, side content or like, you know, uh, side missions is like 37. And then it's like completionist. It's like, you know, up there is in the, uh, up there in like the forties or 50. But again, times vary just because of how you want to play. If you want to play stealthy, whatever. So that can vary. But I think that was a good ballpark of like 13 hours and whatnot. But I will say, um, I don't know. It's tough to please people because if the game was any longer than these acts, I would have felt at that point that it would just been, I mean, I maybe I wouldn't have known, but I kind of would have felt that it was just kind of dragging if there was even more stuff to do within the story. But um, I don't know. I, I, I felt that maybe there was something that they could definitely, uh, how, do, how do I say? Oh, no, 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 my bad, my bad. I'm, I'm going all over the place right there. It kind of what I'm just saying is that like players in general, do you want a longer game or do you want a shorter game? What benefits you the most? Like I obviously for me, I like the fact that it was really short and compact, but a lot of people will disagree and kind of would want, you know, like the last of us part two was in the twenties, 22 hour plus game. Right. But I think me and you talked episode where it was all cinematics. If you really, if you really go back to it, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of cutscenes. Especially in like the first 10 chapters, a lot of it is just movies. Yeah. And uh, uh, Death Stranding, dude, Death Stranding has like an hour long, like fucking uh, intro. And then it, it, you <laughs> walk one place and then it's another hour, like, you know, 30 minute fucking um, cutscene. And it's just back and forth. But I feel like the this like kind of short little sprint to the sprint to the end was good enough for me because I felt like at times when I like the cutscenes weren't too long, they were very interesting and they were very uh, um, good to propel me forward with the game. But I just kind of felt that if the game would have been any longer than it was right there, I know I'm not including side content. If it was any longer than, you know, and it was right there. I probably would have been kind of getting annoyed at that point because I did finish it within like three days after just grinding it, you know, giving it a couple of sessions. But yeah, what did you I guys think of, for you guys? Oh, OK. Oh, sorry. What were you uh, gonna say? I was just going to say, what did you guys think? Did you guys think the, the game was too uh, long? Uh, definitely not, because you have options. Now, if all the content in the side missions was in the main story, then yes. But if you want to just play a few side missions, you see, the thing is, you have you have options. You can be a completionist and play the entire game, side missions and, you know, Mythic Tales, all that stuff included with the main story. You could, you know, just be a streamliner, whereas, like, I just want to start playing the main story and just focus on getting to the end of the main story. Or you could be somewhere in the middle where you do a couple of side missions and you do the most of the main story. So it's to say that it's too long would be completely that's not that's not an objective take because it depends on what type of gamer you are. And this game gives you the option. It's like, okay, if you don't want to do this stuff, you don't have to do it. And you end up playing like what, 13 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't say it's too long if you don't have to do like, if you're the type to, you know, if, if you were to play all the side missions and then complain about the game being too long, it's like, well, you know, you didn't have to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's one of the, it's one of those things. Yeah. Um, episode, did you think the, uh, uh, did you have any comments on the length of the game? Yeah, no, I basically feel the exact same. Like, it's one of those that you you make it what you want to. 
I mean, obviously, in my case, I platinum this, so I made it as long as it was, but I very well could have fucking uh, ran through it and just did the main missions and skipped the side missions. But with, with open world games, especially, like, I feel like I'm cheating myself if I don't play the side content, mm-hmm. and especially in a game like this where the side content is so heavy, like, you're literally at that point missing out on the majority of the game. So I, I, I made it a longer game, but it very easily could have made could have been a shorter one. So it is what you make it in a case like this. Yeah. So I like that. I like because a lot of people like to run through. Some people like to take their time and get their money's worth, but it gives you that option. So mm-hmm. people can't complain and say, "Oh, it's a sixty dollar game. I don't have enough content." Like, no, you do if you want to. So yeah. So the question I had uh, was about the combat system. I don't think we talked about that, did we? We talked about it briefly. Um, no, 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 we didn't really talk about it. So I think we might have even hit on it the last real, recording, but yeah. It's real quick. Okay. What did you guys feel was the most effective way to, like, you know, defeat the Mongols or the Ronin? Or what was the most effective? Like, were you guys more defensive? Uh, were you offensive? How did you, did you, were you like a, were you a, were you ranged or were you like a more up close and personal like i want to you know do a heavy two stab you know what i'm saying i you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying right? yeah, yeah yeah you had that you had that heavy blow where you could like literally impale somebody mm-hmm. so like i know me personally i tried to play balanced so sometimes i would like try and snipe i would try to snipe the archers uh take out the archers first and then uh go in and fight the the boots on the ground soldiers. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't do a lot of standoffs. Once I was able to, once we were able to, uh, you know, kind of like assassinate the enemies, I started assassinating enemies left and right. And did you guys notice that the weather changed based yeah. on how you played the game? Like if you played, if you played as the ghost of Tsushima, the weather was bad. But if you did, a lot of standoffs you didn't get a lot of rain but what 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 way did you guys play were you more were you more of a ghost or were you more of a samurai hmm uh, episode do you want to go first uh yeah well for me i was definitely more stealthy at the beginning because i was getting fucking murdered <laughs> so so if, <laughs> yeah. it, it was, if it was a bunch of against like a group like i was getting slaughtered so it was smarter to do it stealthily first take out like at least most of the group and then go into combat but once i got all the um all the upgrades and everything like you just become a machine so it was getting to the point that i was barely dying and if you uh fully upgrade the sakai armor it gets to a point where you can run up a five kill streak in the standoffs so a lot of the time, like I ended up nailing the standoffs to where I would barely ever fail them, mm-hmm. because the, the the trick with those you got to watch the feet, not watch their arms, because that they don't truly move until the feet start moving. So once oh, you get wow. that down, so I, oh, would, wow, yeah. I would go into every camp and just do the standoff immediately, kill five of them, and just start slaughtering everybody. Um, once I'm in combat, I'm definitely more defensive because I would wait for the perfect parry and do that. I would barely ever strike first. Mm-hmm. And then I would say what I used least was definitely the bow. I would only use them for the archers to take out the far ones, but I never really used it in combat. Um, if there was a shit ton of them, I would definitely use sticky bombs because it clears out a bunch of them. But oh, other yeah. than that, I didn't really use much of the throwables. Hmm. Uh, 
Oh, were you yeah. gonna say something? Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm a very aggressive person uh, when it comes to the combat, especially in these types of games, uh, because most of the time, I was always just trying to break the shield. Um, in the very beginning, I was always I wasn't doing any like stealth kills and whatnot. I would just you know if I'm gonna die, I'm just gonna die. But it would annoy me, so maybe that's another reason why. I, you know, I, I died so many times and I got frustrated with the game just because I was stubborn with it. But I wanted to get good. So that was the only reason why I just kept, you know, facing them head on and just like, OK, if I get out of this, it's it, it, you know, it makes the thrill of the game even more, you know. Um, but I was definitely always just trying to break armor. So you would always just see me mashing either triangle, but obviously I'd switch it up with square and um the the best throwable in the game, in my opinion, was the kunai. The kunai. It was just it, it automatically effective. Yeah, automatically it it breaks their armor, and then you could just go in and just attack. And for the archers and whatnot, it was just always dodge. You know, dodge them. I always try taking out the archers first, and then deal with the the rest after that. And then if I get a chance, deal with the brutes. But um, yeah, I was very um, I was very aggressive. And then once I once I got really good, I think once I got the stealth or the, uh, uh, the, what was it? The armor, the stealth armor. I think it was the one that Taka made, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The ghost armor. Yeah. The ghost armor. Once yeah. I got that armor, I just, I just said, fuck it. I'm not playing any other armor this entire game. I'm just going to fucking stealth. That armor was dope. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just went stealth the entire game after that. I just didn't care. I was like, eh, fuck it. I'm just breaking the code at this point. And it was fun. It was good, but um, what about you? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Episode, go ahead. No, I was just saying. Overall, I really like the combat system and 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 the progression in it. Because, like I said, like at the beginning, I was getting my ass beat. And the way I look at it is, this kind of an extension of uh, the Batman Arkham combat system. It kind of works very similar. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, I was getting my ass beaten by the end of the game, and especially with the upgrades, like you just become a machine. You're barely getting fucking touched. Like you're slaughtering 20 without taking a single hit. So it was definitely a very satisfying um, combat system progression-wise. Yeah. And uh, you, dumb. Oh, I already said I was pretty balanced. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, yeah, actually, actually, dude. But one thing I didn't say was like I was shooting people with my bow from close range. Yeah. Like (laughs) it's tough. Maybe the bow wasn't getting enough love. (laughs) Like, honestly, bro, I was like basically quick scoping like brutes, bro. Like, (laughs) oh, yeah, because they just run up to you. Yeah. Uh, One thing I didn't like about the brutes, like you said earlier, like their range of motion was so unrealistic. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way you're this fucking big moving this, moving from here, basically, to a whole yard. You know, like, they would, like, swing their weapons. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all remember how far the Brutes, like, weapons with, like, the range that they had? It was ridiculous. Across the glass with the swing. No, the, the, really? the, the most graceful shit you'll ever fucking see is Khan fucking doing ballerina fucking dances with the fucking spear. Cool. I was like, like, bro, bro. You, you built different, bro. God damn, bro. He's fucking jumping all the way to you. I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. Straight like, ballerina with a keg belly, bro. Like, bro, I know it was ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. Damn, dude. The combat, the combat is something that is one of the things that I do want to go back to just to play. I remember you saying, I remember you saying, this is my last point. I don't have any more questions after this, but I remember you saying like when you were getting killed, man, am I skilled? 
I thought oh, yeah. the same thing. Yeah. I thought the same thing, and then I thought, nah, I'm definitely skilled. This game is just kind of hard in the beginning because we beat Jedi Fallen Order. If you yeah. beat Je- Jedi Fallen Order on anything from normal up to, or I forget, they had actual names for the difficulties, but yeah. if, you beat, if you beat it on like anything from normal up, you're good. But like, yeah, that game was fucking. Yeah, it was yeah. hard. <laughs> that game broke. That game was uh, fucking almost broke on me once. And just because I was grinding it so hard. And I remember I was like, dude, I'm going to glitch through the map if I don't fucking just finish this fucking game. It was starting to really fucking break down at, near the end. Oh, my gosh. Like Bruh, the eyes that, are popping out and shit. It was getting bad. That damn second sister, bro. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you get through that. You're good at parry system combat games. Yeah. Like, <laughs> real, real. <laughs> Well, yeah, true. You definitely got to play Bloodborne at that point, but um, or Dark Souls type games. But um, oh yeah, true. I, I'm I'm just curious. I guess just the last thing that I want to say. Uh, I don't mean to call nobody out. I'm just curious. Um, you know, don't feel ashamed, bro. No, I'm just kidding. No, but what difficulty did you guys play on? Charlie? I was I was on normal. Normal. Same. Same. Yeah. I yeah. On normal. yeah. I I wanted to go up one more, um, but then I kind of just was like, ah, whatever. And also, I guess. Last last thing too, um, do you guys go with English voices or Japanese voices? Because I went with the Japanese and I fucking love the experience. It made it even better for me. I did English. Mm. I did want to go with Japanese, but I had seen on reviews that obviously the game was made for English, so they said that if you go with Japanese, the the lips and the mouths are off. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just go with with the English. Yeah, because I started off. Yeah, I started off with a. Uh, Japanese and then I saw that and I was like yeah nah I'm gonna go with English yeah yeah I don't know I, I really really enjoyed the game even more when um it was all in Japanese it, it was nice I wanted the full experience but um yeah I'm, I meant to ask earlier um mm-hmm. Nick you might not have seen this part because I can't remember if it was in a side mission or a main mission mm-hmm. but how did y'all feel about that uh Masako near betrayal when you have to fight her because she tries mm. to kill you that, that shit oh. had me feeling a way about her the rest of the game i what did not want to fuck with her yeah i what was like this? what i was like what has gotten into this crazy chick? side mission like, this sounds like a side mission i was yeah, not you, a, it, it was a mini boss fight like you had to fight uh well i would i would consider it a boss no nah, that's not really a boss fight no it uh, was because it was structured like one but yeah, yeah 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 right absolutely it was a boss what fight. what the fuck you had to fight misako yeah, yeah, I'm tweaking. Many boss fights. I forget her reasoning, but she like turns on you for. He, he lets like a she, monk go. Yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah, because she wanted to kill a monk, and then uh, she tries to kill him, and and Jin's he stopped guy, her. Yeah, he like stops the arrow and lets him. Or he's he's go go, and then afterwards she's like, no, he needed to die, and then she fights him for for saving him. Yeah, and then Damn. once you beat her, Jen doesn't kill Lady Moscow, obviously, but. He's like, don't ever try to kill me again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, I was like, fuck that. She needed to die. <laughs> <I was feeling laughs> Damn, that episode's just ruthless. Yeah. Man. No, but I will say I'm going to go back and play these side missions. I think um, it's definitely I think we've said a lot about these side missions and it's just made me more and more uh, interested in this, especially. So I'll definitely go back and check it out. But I mean. I think I think on my side, I think I pretty much covered all the things that I kind of wanted to cover on the game. Um, Dom, did you? Uh, I think you said you were all good too. Or uh, yeah, that pretty much. Yeah, that pretty much wraps I it do, up for I me. Do I do want to say that uh, mm-hmm. 
that wind, the way that they use the wind to guide you to your uh, <gasps> your yeah. objective, that was fucking genius. Yes. That was Instead creative. of having the arrows all over the screen, it's a more natural way to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, wind is not naturally guiding you towards exactly where you need to go unless you're a god. Yeah, <laughs> but but still, I, I I thought that was a really dope touch and and made it way more natural. Also, it, you know what's really cool? If you stand still and you hit the wind button, Jin will literally grab a leaf from his pocket or something and then p- throw it up in the air, and that's where the the wind's going. It's kind mm. of yeah. Damn, it, it, I never noticed that. So I, I always use that like while running. Yeah. So if you have him standing still in a in a position, I don't know if it's certain in in, in like every single place but i know if he's just standing still and you do the actual like wind he'll literally pull a, a leaf from his pocket or something and then just throw it up in the air and then it moves towards where you gotta Man. go it, it this, was really cool i was like this, damn hmm? this game had a lot of those like little like nice touches like even when you're unlocking your stances yeah like when you look at the moon stance you're if you look at the background it's like the moonlight in the background that's showing you what you can do and then if you got the stone stance, you know, it shows Jen Sakai surrounded by stones. And then you got the water. He's on the beach. Like if you look at the background of the water stance, he's on the yeah. beach. Yeah. And then I forget what the other one was. Uh, what was the fourth one? Wind, uh, moon. Uh, Wind, r- moon, rock. water, stone. Yeah. yeah. And then wind. I forget what, what the wind one was, but each... If you were in the start menu, each um, each background for the stance, like when it showed, you know how it showed the little the the short yeah, playback yeah. of it had like an element of the title of the stance. Oh, that's really I, cool! And I was just like, wow, this game has like they put they uh, they paid a lot of attention to detail in this game. Also, it's just it's dope. Also, the flute. Did you guys see the flute? What the flute was meant for? Changing the weather. Changing the weather, yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, I, ba- I barely ever use it, but I did read about how it changes the weather. Mm-hmm. I just liked it whenever it was like... Because when you um, when you do too much ghost shit, you fucking... You, it starts storming like crazy, so then you just play the flute and it's all fucking peachy after that. But yeah, yeah. those were definitely... Uh, ghost of Tsushima did a lot of stuff great, and I definitely... I really want to see what it's going to be competing against. I think the next time that we ever... I mean, again, episode, it was awesome having you today. It was fucking dope. I actually, you fucking, do. you talk great. You fucking uh, talk like you've been doing this, man. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, you got yeah, a lot to say, too. <laughs> yeah, for real. We've been talking like, dude, we've been talking this whole summer. It's like, yeah, bro, just let me know. And I'm like, bet I got you, bro. And then I dragged on this shit, but we finally did it. But yeah, man, I think the next game that, shoot, if you're all down, um, the next game, I guess, would probably be either um, Cyberpunk that we can head to. You know, I thought you were going to say Avengers. I'm like, I, I uninstalled that off my system. Damn. <laughs> I wish you would. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> but I yeah, I feel like Cyberpunk will be the best one because that's the one like we need. OK, we hit uh, fucking Last of Us Part Two. That was the big one that came out. Ghost of Tsushima then drops a month later. And this is the big one now that everyone loves the underrated one. Even though it's like fucking going above and beyond. I say underrated only because of it. I personally think Last of Us fucking just not saying that it's better, but just saying that like as far as like popularity goes, like 
Ghost of Tsushima wasn't, everybody had already been like, oh, it's not going to, it's going to be a sleeper hit. It's going to be, you know, and then it just blew everyone's mind away. But um, Cyberpunk is the fucking, you know, it's the Golden State Warriors, dude. It fucking, for some reason, it's got so much fucking hype. So it better I def- be good. Shoot, at that point, for real. So I definitely say, you know, of course, we should come back for uh, for uh, Cyberpunk. But uh, yeah. Hey. A quick question: Did y'all find the uh, the Sly Cooper Easter egg armor in Ghost of Tsushima? No, no, I didn't. Oh, I heard about that, but I did not find it. Bro, I got it. Yeah, look up pictures of it. It's the, by far like the coldest armor in the game. That shit was so dope. I ended up keeping it out for the rest of the game once I had it. <laughs> Damn, I need to. I need to find that shit then. I want. I want to. I want to see that shit. But Which on top of that, it's, it's kind of dope because to me, like Ghost of Tsushima is like a, a culmination of their their past two games. You have like the the stealth from Sly Cooper, although that was like a, a more childish game, and then the open world from Infamous, spin it into one that kind of became Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, damn, this you're... is a cold armor. I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? And then it's got the fucking the cane on the on the headband. That shit is dope. Yo, this is cold. He's got like the his sword is in the sheath that looks like a tail. That's so that's so cold. Yeah, yeah they went nuts. Oh, I, I did say that it, it does look pretty dope, but um, but all right, then I guess uh, that basically wraps us up uh, again. We'll be releasing another episode maybe sometime when uh, Cyberpunk drops and, uh, you know, hope everyone has a good week. I think I'll be releasing this episode sometime soon uh, within this weekend. Like I said, um, thank you so much for listening to us. We hope to see you on the next episode. I'm going to say see you later. If you guys want to say your piece, go ahead. Peace. Peace.